Hey guys, welcome back. A few things before we get started. As usual, don't forget, you can get 10% off the Omnia Radiation Balancer and Pendants, which are available now, and they're absolutely amazing. And if you don't know what those are, they harmonize the frequency coming in from the, the negative frequency, the EMFs, and they balance, they basically balance your energy field and turn it into something that's actually beneficial for your body. And you can get 10% off of those products with promo code TRUTH, all caps, that link is below. We have also recently teamed up with our friend Mason Fury, who makes these beautiful orgone pyramids. He has three or four different sizes. I think this is the largest one. Uh, they're absolutely amazing. They also play a role in protecting you from harmful EMFs. So if you are looking for something like that, I highly recommend these pyramids or one of the patches. The pyramids are also 10% off with promo code journey to truth, all caps. That link is below also. Um, so right now we have a huge flotilla of ships coming through the sun portals from all different star systems and galaxies, civilizations emerging for a very special event that Alexis is going to tell us all about tonight. We have a lot to talk about with the sun. I usually am talking 24 seven about the sun on my platform. So I'm excited to share that information more so with the audience today, because we've been talking like the three of us about this type of stuff for years. So just to bring it into even more of a focus today would be fun. So I'm looking forward to today's episode. Yeah, that's what I, my favorite part about what you do. You cover everything, the space weather, the solar activity, uh, at the same time, you're like channeling elementals, you're doing your energetic archaeology, you're, you know, it's all and you make it fun, but it's actually really important stuff. And it explains a lot of what we see happening on the planet right now. And you have a you have a great way of breaking it down and making it digestible and not boring, because some of that information in those charts, if you don't know what you're looking at, it just kind of goes over your head. And that's what I love about what you do. So welcome back. This is, uh, I know you've been on the show very early on when you were in your van yep. and uh, you and Jace have been on since then. And then now here you are again, you've come such a long way and uh, I'm proud of you. You're really doing some amazing work. So welcome back. Thank you. Of course, I'm happy to be back. And yeah, a lot of progress since the last time we've been on. And then we did a group thing last year for our family of light gathering event which was right. really cool and yeah we we've both done events since then mm -hmm. and matured and our audiences are now waking up to even more serious events like you said like it's hard to approach people with the idea that there is literal you know civilizations and so on that are trying to contact us and travel within the stars and so on and when i first learned about that i was very moved i was very inspired about the stellar network i guess is a great way to call it even though now there is a crypto about that which is you know potentially on purpose but there is like that collaborating now where I feel like <laughs> all this is advancement and all these advanced civilizations are trying to reach us through these means and to have like a technological advancement or like be good at tech and sharing videos and being creative. I'm grateful to just be planted here to deliver these messages because to, you know, some of the things I've seen coming out of the sun, it does warrant some serious thoughts. And I also realize that I'm naive to a lot of it too, thankfully, as a civilian. And there's a lot of people who may be watching who know a lot more about this. And I'm just going to tread 
the best I can respectfully about this concept based off of my own research with my Ascension Diaries blog. So, Right. And and that's exactly what you do. And it's beautiful. And some of this stuff that's coming through the sun, this has been happening for years now. uh, Things that we can only that they look like craft that looks like ships um and we know we've talked about a number of times that the sun is a portal or maybe there's multiple portals i don't really know uh but how often would you say you see something coming through the sun yeah i'm pretty sure it's every day now it's pretty much every day and significant events it's almost easier for the bigger ships to come out of the sun during bigger coronal mass ejections and it sort of hides what it looks like. So those are the funnest to watch. But during the even more quiet times, I'm watching things go into the sun, out of the sun, on the public data, and what that actually is. How can I interpret that? It's really just, I do my best. I try and keep it open-ended, but really it's fascinating and it's inspiring too. Like clearly we're just going to continue knowing more about this situation and it's not being hidden from us as much anymore. So even just the fact that we can have this conversation is a really good sign that this sort of activity is going to pick up and continue waking people up. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the team I'm on. (laughs) Right. And it's just, we have like, I would almost say not mass sightings, but the, the UFO sightings on the surface are, have gone up. I mean, they're off the charts lately. And I'm seeing, you know, you don't believe every video that you see, but there's so many of them now and so many like multiple camera angles and stuff of these physical crafts showing up midday over cities like L.A. and just and all over the place, all over the world. But I mean, you have to ask yourself, okay, what's actually happening here? Is this part of the slow rollout of this disclosure? Uh, Has something shifted uh, where they're allowed to show up and be here now? And is this what disclosure looks like? I mean, it's absolutely fascinating to me to be able to, uh, it's, it's becoming common talk and we're not getting laughed at anymore. So I think that's beautiful. Yeah. It is nice to have some backup for what I instinctively knew when I first heard was first was first heard it was possible. And yeah, I've been following through with that, but the, the earthbound sightings, have increased and a lot has happened since the fifth which most of us know what sort of went down publicly during that time even though i've evidenced that it began earlier than the fifth and was kind of you know what i mean i've noticed that many times a lot with the the storms also in the news the solar storms even and the ufo sightings usually i see it a lot a few days before and then it comes out in the news to scare everybody a few days later so it's been nice to also keep track on my own because the emotional, the emotional harvest, I guess should say that could happen off of the fear of a massive solar flare wiping out the planet or a massive armada of, you know, unfriendly aliens coming to take over the planet seems to be a very big concern (laughs) and what we're managed emotionally, which is tricky. Like even just to think about it uh, from the perspective of an intelligent ET race that's trying to revisit their whole seeded colony and reintegrate with them. What does that look like? What is that process? And through most of it, people are aware of contact before they see anything. And a lot of it also is is in correlation to when the sun is getting more active. So I believe that 
likely when the sun is more active, it's a much more accessible, more active portal. And then we see a lot more of that fallout and visitations here on earth as well in the community, which has been interesting. So I'm having people track the clouds. I'm having people track their sightings. I'm having people track their dreams and the space weather as well to try and get a better, better picture of what the organic contact is really looking like and also giving people some structure for their own weird happenings because there's a lot of physiological changes that are happening too with the the storms and with contact as well so just keeping people at peace having these group chats and so on to keep keep the sanity and keep it grounded in a way when this is extremely I mean, this is more of an upper chakra sort of awakening experience. It is the space above our heads that really is getting more active. So, you know, we're constantly talking about grounding this in so we can stay sane, but there's so much insanity that's been lied to us about for so long that it seems insane, the logical things that are going on that are common on other planets and how contact happens and how these civilizations function is what I'm getting and understanding now. So we're just like doing these really weird backwards, forwards, baby steps, it seems like with contact and with these sightings. But since the fifth, I've noticed there has been a shift in that. And I think people's hearts or something has opened up a bit or even their solar plexus a little being like a little more accepting and a little more brave about the changes of the world and what's to come. And so that's given me hope. And I've had more influx of interest in my work since then, even so it just mm-hmm. keeps waking people up, whatever they see it, it finally well, makes them curious enough. Right. And I agree. Like since the fifth, the whole CERN event, there's a million conspiracies surrounding what actually happened. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, it seemed to be some sort of a catalyst. Of course. Uh, yeah. Right. And, you know, then we, it was followed by the guidestones and then different <laughs> colors, skies all over the world. And every, every single one of those events has thousands of different reasons behind why everyone thinks, you know, they know exactly why. And I don't even know if we're supposed to know exactly why it's just part of this overall shift that the planet is experiencing. And it doesn't necessarily matter why they're happening, but it's it. What matters is that it is happening. Yeah. Big time. And it's almost like we almost like pull the strings a little before that. We're like, Ooh, this could, Ooh, maybe this is mean this. And Ooh, maybe you think about this, but now it's just like really in our face, like, Oh, the guidestones are getting knocked over and they're done. Like they're totally done. Well, like, what does that even mean? Like yeah. we never get to see that level of satisfaction. Like I haven't really gotten that level of satisfaction and I've got a destructive side. I believe in the destruction and the birth of all of this. So I'm enjoying watching things break down as well as new things being born. So to have that level of like, ah, like, wow, like things might actually go in this direction a bit more. And the things that need to be recycled are going to get recycled, which made me feel relief in a way. So, right. Yeah. Absolutely. That along with it's all, it's all coupled with the solar activity Mm -hmm. because you know, there's, there's the planet is going through the physical changes and so is every individual. And I wanted to ask you about like, what have you, what, whenever we get a big flare or a big sneeze like that, what do you think actually is, how is that affecting the individual on an energetic level? Is it, does it, does this look different for each person or is it like a collective tiredness or fatigue or a collective blast of energy? 
it's confusing to me. I was just wondering if you could shed some light on what's actually happening. Yeah, I really thought when I started the study and started gathering data from people during these storms that we were going to have pretty similar symptoms per storm. But very quickly, I noticed that that was not the case at all. And there is guaranteed symptoms to show up. But what the symptoms are really depends on the person, it seems like, and where on the actual planetary sphere they were during this storm because of direct impact or less impact. Um, Some people are confused when they don't get as many symptoms as other people, even in my group chat, which is international. And I'm like, hey, listen, they got full impact uh, during their daylight hours of this storm. And you guys were in the middle of your sleep cycle. So there's going to be totally different, obviously different responses. But one thing I noticed that is kind of a common thread of our human behavior is that when there's a geomagnetic storm, which is when there's more solar wind coming down around Earth, it makes us more compressed on a whole, makes us more tired. Most people move into lethargy and move into rest during those storms. And during solar flares, which are very quick and instant, I've noticed a lot more conflict between people in their household, in their life, people who obviously are in this community to open up and become more heart-centered, be a conscious leader in the community are still having those moments where their frequency gets disrupted and they're fighting with their, their loved ones, with their, you know, coworkers and their animals even. And it's interesting, although I have read about that, that these sunspots may even occur because of tension that needs to be released in the human collective, which is very cool. But uh, the nervous system is really obviously the biggest key and it's how we absorb all of these electromagnetic frequencies and photons and so on through our body and kick them out through our torus field and sort of run it through our bodies like a circuit. And people who have issues with their circuitry already certainly struggle the most with the symptoms of space weather in a way and these solar events. And those are the people we work with the most. I work with the most and helping. And usually I'm doing, hey, heavy metal detox is your number one friend. Do it every single day. Parasite cleanse, detoxing as well. Get that all out of your system. Get stuff that's feeding off of or attached to your system that's not supposed to be there. Actively work on getting it out because these uh, these charges to our system make it extremely obvious and can cause nerve pain in the areas where these blockages are, which has been helpful for people who have what's the word chronic issues mm-hmm. and who are just medicating usually with more heavy metals in the prescription drugs (laughs) and that was not helping. It was only just making it harder and harder for them to connect. So we're purifying our vessels and we're connecting to the intelligence, the intelligence of this whole thing, because the more I'm doing so I'm realizing how logical and how helpful all of these symptoms can be. And it's a part of this process that was prophesized basically and also DNA activations is another big thing. Actual mutation. My next and activations. question. Yeah. Right. And beyond our comprehension, beyond our imagination, act- activity and activations are happening. A lot of people do not internalize the fact that we are likely hybrids of multiple civilizations and that DNA is being used at a certain capacity in this planet right now but there's so many more toys we get to play with and in based off of the conditions we're in in our environment those toys will begin to activate so i believe our environment is activating and changing personally 
I've noticed that and my abilities have increased and I'm helping people do the same with their abilities now, which has been such, such an honor. Right. I absolutely agree. I agree for going back to the Ascension symptoms. I definitely agree that um, it highlights air. You can use it as like a, a doctor because it will highlight the areas that need to be addressed in your body. So it's really interesting. And it's a great, it's a great tool. It's a great tool to have right now. Cause, and if you really are doing the work, you can figure out if you, if you put the intention out there, you'll be guided to the whatever modality that you need to address that issue. So I think that's important. And then the DNA activation thing, a hundred percent, that's been coming up in my own meditations, in my dreams, uh, just across the board. And we know the queen just did that ceremony. Uh, queen Elizabeth just did that. Uh, what was it? I forgot what it was called now. Um, whatever Let's it not was. speak its name. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. But she just did, the, it was like a countermeasure to this, this natural activation that's happening. And they will only be doing that for one reason. It's because this is very real. This is very real. And when our DNA is fully activated, we're no longer the human that we recognize anymore. We're, we're transforming into something beautiful and we're tapping into our true potential. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> and uh, it's going well. It doesn't seem to, no matter what little weird things that they're doing for the public out of these puppets that I don't even think are actually who they are anymore, which is a relief, but also just to highlight like, hey, we also care about DNA in the royal family. Whoa, weird. Like, I wonder why. That's so strange. And they're so they're so cute about it. And it's honestly a big part of this is watching how stupid they treat everyone and how dumbed down everything is. And that's made it very hard to discuss these concepts because yeah, truly people have been, I don't know, super understimulated to the point where their brains are like retroactively eating themselves. Like it's it's major issue. And I went into psychology because I was watching that happen way long time ago, was not connecting with people really early in life, surprise, but now I feel so much better actively being aware of electromagnetic frequencies of our planet and of our solar system and how they are so, so much greater and larger than we are. And we have to pay attention to them because we literally cannot fight them. It's, it's so much bigger than we are. And mm -hmm. the crown and all of them try to make themselves the end all be all. And it's hilarious how just like anyone else, they can get wiped right out just by one little solar flare. So right. it's humbling. I, I, it is, you know, it is. This is all this is all very important stuff. I noticed that you posted recently, maybe I don't know, yesterday, uh, about the, the James Webb telescope, right? We have yeah. all these all these beautiful pictures released, which is interesting to me because I have yeah. books of all the old Hubble. Photos, and they're the same. And they're the same. <laughs> and I was, and I was just looking through one. I'm like, I, we've seen these all and they're trying we've to present this. as something brand new, which is comical to me. And then you have everybody taking the bait and they, that's their, that's their way of like erasing history. Right. They're doing the same thing with UFOs. And, True. and, you know, that's what, that's what a narcissist does. They e erased history to avoid accountability, right? Yeah. Accountability. So, but you made an interesting comma about NASA. Right. And I would like you to, to share your thoughts on, on NASA because we give NASA such a hard rap as far as, you know, never a straight answer, which is true. They've lied to us in a number of ways, 
But there are factions of NASA that probably are covert, um, part of black budget side of NASA that we don't know about. And uh, there, there's some real people working within NASA that are, you know, this is their lives. And I just want you to express what your thoughts are on that. Yes, I made a post yesterday to trigger people in a way as well, because I knew the whole fight about NASA was about to just get re that rekindled that flame. And in my opinion, being in this community for so many years, I've watched the lazy argument over and over where people just completely wipe away NASA like it means nothing to them, even though I think 90% of the data that I gather is filtered through NASA. And Pretty much all of the weather information, I'm pretty sure, is also filtered through NASA. So if you believe the weather station online or whatever, you may be getting your information from that source that you cannot trust at all. And I'm not saying that you need to trust the source. I'm saying we are barely being given anything. We're barely being given any information about this because like we were talking about being aware of this greater community of these greater ecosystems that we're a part of opens up the chakras, opens up the DNA, open up, opens up the consciousness, makes you just think and deliver your life differently, which is not conducive to being a slave on one planet. It yeah. is to be a, a well, God of creation incarnated where you can interact and interact with other beings who are on that level of awareness about what we all are, a spark of creation, uh, <laughs> interacting with creation, in my opinion. So NASA obviously doesn't make posts about that. That's what I do. But I'm able to take their information, which just by existing makes people think about space and opens up that chakra, opens up that awareness just for a minute to be like, oh, something outside of myself is also alive. Something outside of myself is also communicating shining, existing, older than me, you know, stronger than me, and giving a little bit of a perspective to the extremely closed-minded, you know, existence that is desired by, again, the slave owners. So we don't want that. So to completely just wipe NASA away, I think is very foolish because <laughs> like you said, clearly there is a public face for the level of comprehension that the earth's intelligence has been kept at on average. And then there's those of us who are all awake, who have probably had past lives, current parallel lives, quantum connections to space force, to secret space programs, to other galactic spacefaring races and so on. And this stuff just is pouring through people now more and more as I assume the photons of this photon belt are coming in at a higher density, which we've been, I've been studying to see if that's real. It seems like to a degree that that's indeed happening. I'm watching a higher intensity of space weather over time, just continue to kind of grow, especially with the sun. But yeah, NASA, no matter what NASA says, it's more about the influence on the collective consciousness that they continue to have. That is more my interest, especially about space to gatekeep space is also not a good thing. So we don't want gatekeepers. And so what do you do? You keep your enemies close and, you know, you watch them and you watch over them. And like you said, you double check what they're doing. You look at the, you look at the other theories like, Hey, this picture looks like 
this picture exactly, but with the starburst being six points instead of four points. They've only just changed a little bit. So are they just re-releasing old quality photos they took back with Hubble as the cover of James Webb's you know, innovation? That's a possibility, but whatever it is they're deciding to do, they're gauging our response psychologically the most, in mm -hmm. my opinion. So it's really all psychological experimentation because they don't report the true storms, the biggest storms, the biggest things, uh, even honestly or at all. It's all such an intense psychological operation, the public face of this. So that's why you just have to like take and pick what each of these things are choosing to do and listen to your intuition. Okay, why are they doing this to the collective right now? What are they hiding? What is, what's over here that they are distracting from? Why aren't they pointing the camera in new places? Uh, <laughs> things mm -hmm. like that. Why right. are they taking so many days to edit these photos? And, and, and so on. So there's lots of questions that stir up consciousness out of this upset right. as and well. The, right. And the, the, like there's deeper layers to NASA. We've had SSP whistleblowers. Yeah, like We've had SSP whistleblowers claim to see people in NASA clothing on other planets or on the moon, you know, so sure okay so that what does that tell you already um <clears throat> yeah, don't throw the baby out the bathwater with exactly. nasa or anything else Just, yeah and that's what a lot of people like to tend to do is they everything has to be black and white so it's like oh well nasa is you know it's a cabal like organization but that doesn't mean all the data is is false there's there's a lot of true data there but then they it's more about what they're not showing you than like oh yeah. the data is fake in itself um, so it's just about using your discernment with everything else. It's like, you know, everything else, like there's going to be truth and, and falsehood and everything and take the good and leave the rest and then figure out and with NASA's own data, you can actually figure out a lot of what's going on by, by what doing what you're doing. And like, like they're, they won't tell you things like, oh, every planet in our solar system is all heating up and all storms are getting bigger but there, but the data is all there and you can look at that yourself and piece that together. Like David Wilcock has done and others have done, you know? So it's, it's like that. That's a very good point. You're right. And they are also being honest to some degree about the data, but they don't publicize it or make it as big of a deal. Like mm -hmm. I like to do because I'm watching it going Ugh! like, Oh my yeah. God, this is bigger than I've seen in years. Like I'd have report this and talk to whoever will listen and unfortunately, I know I know the kind of content I'm making would be extremely popular to the masses, and I make it with that intention. But the fact that it's being suppressed, and that I only have so many people who are in who are watching this, but telling me how important it is, I'm like, okay, well, we're just going to keep rolling through, and I'm just going to keep watching the raw data. So I have a collection, and I'm aware of an archive of information. So at least I can be a, a voice for the civilians that may help in the future when things start getting a little bit harder to, to decipher, which I believe is going to happen pretty soon because the solar cycle is moving up to its peak in 2025. And uh, I'm just, I'm just going to be here for it. I'm just going to see what that's really going to do for all of us. And right. I'm very excited. I'm, I wonder, I'm nervous also. <laughs> right. I mean, I wonder, I think a lot of that suppression is more of an illusion uh, on this on the screen so i think right. they can suppress the numbers but it still has the reach 
you know, obviously they can suppress, like lower you in the algorithm. And, you know, there's many ways to look at it, but I would, I would imagine that you probably have a lot bigger reach than you're witnessing and uh, probably a lot of us. Agreed. And not only that, but also the caliber of people that we're connecting to through this work are also extremely powerful beings who have, you know, guardianship in their bones and they are multidimensionally like activated souls. So the impact that these people have just by agreeing with your thoughts or hearing your data and confirming that with their own, you know, intuition, I believe that's making a ripple effect that obviously we can't see online. So you're right. I agree. You're right. (laughs) You know, you're right. I mean, who knows, who knows what that looks like. I want to talk about the Schumann resonance a little bit. Um, Okay. So (laughs) Uh, don't laugh at me, Aaron. <laughs> um, you know, we have the... It's coming. We're going to do it. Right, We have yeah. the baseline Schumann resonance um, that we're all used to, but it seems to be like this. It's just heightened and heightened and heightened that eventually, like I've heard, I've heard a few people mention now that they're predicting like a new baseline, like the, the, the entire resonance is going to be uh, at a higher uh, vibration or whatever you want to call it. What are your thoughts on that? It's funny because I just got a message about that just now. I was like, oh, remember they just reported there was a crack in the magnetosphere just a few days ago. I think it was the seventh. And it was that was the day a lot of us were seeing the sky turning green, pink, purple colors and mm-hmm. strange places people didn't see. Well, the excuse was that there was a crack in our magnetic field and it was causing more of this light and this shift to happen. And potentially, I used to argue more of being like, well, the shape of our fields don't really change and the shape of our planet don't really change. So how could these baseline frequencies change? But if we're cracking open and having cracks and the actual shape of our geomagnetic field is changing shape or our surface, which could potentially expand from the inside, which I had been thinking about lately as like a potential that I never thought of before. But if the the distance between our surface and our ionosphere and the overall size of the planet changes shape in a significant enough way that our baseline frequency will change. So the theories are for people who don't do all this study, I hear over and over and over, the frequency of earth is going to go up. The frequency earth is going to go up. And I scientific minded was like, well, how, unless we change the shape, but now I'm seeing evidence that the shape might be changing in front of our very eyes, which I'm open to because, again, that's what a lot of people were channeling. So I was trying to make those connections and try and make sure that they were right or validate them, too. But I couldn't until recently being like, yeah, I think the Earth is much more capable of this flexibility than I thought. And these cracks could change the shape as well. But we're at a 7.83 on average hertz or rotations per second of of energy and that's our average, but I do see it go up to that baseline to an 8.80 Hertz. I've seen it go that high on the Russian data and then come back down to actually go below average for a little while to kind of almost like correct. So to actually see it just up its average a little bit, I would have to do the math myself every single day in the year and take those measurements myself because the public data doesn't give us that. It doesn't go, oh, this year our average was this number, decibel number. I don't care how many decibels they go to, right? Just tell me what the average is, but that's not there, but that's what we're looking for. And we want to know 
will that yearly average change slightly? And is it increasing? And I just, I literally just don't have the time to take down that many numbers and do that much math, but I might have to, I might have to go to that point, to be honest, because things are getting really hairy. Right. It's getting harder. Lead the way, Alexis. They black out all the storms that I want to see too on the data. They'll just delete it hours out. And I've been waiting like, oh, I saw it off the sun. I'm waiting for it to land on us. And then and so it's gone. The, so you think those the blackouts are actually them deleting the data? Yeah, uh, more so because I've even taught myself how to prepare and look for it. And then I just watch it be deleted instead. And I'm like, no, that was the storm I wanted to look at. And it's just been completely removed. And wow. then the next day, there's an wow. article like the sun could kill us, <laughs> you know, and it spreads everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. that's not that's just ridiculous. I, mm-hmm. I do get frustrated in this job. But what? the passion continues to grow, I think, because I keep, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a fighter too, I guess. So. Right. Well, that's, that's in our blood. That's our, you know, we're we're all the justice. We're all flight warriors, you know, Hmm. Um, there's a warrior spirit within all of us doing this work, I believe. Right. Um, And I definitely think that the expanding earth theory is, is uh, plausible. We've talked about this a lot recently. Uh, we talked about it on our last episode with Daniel Sala, right. uh, Jacques Doubleday. He covers this immensely. He's he does a lot of he he provides a lot of proof and evidence of this expanding Earth. Um, but it would make sense that it's expanding from the inside because the planet isn't exactly what we were taught as far as what its makeup, you know, and actually what it is. It's a massive power station. But <laughs> yeah, thanks NASA. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I definitely think there's something to that. And uh, speaking of this is shifting gears completely, but what are your thoughts on inner earth? And I love it. <laughs> as yeah. far as it being inhabited in civilizations it. and stuff, I know you're always in communication with these other dimensions and stuff. And that's what you part of what you do. Mm-hmm. What kind of information is coming through from those realms? And like, what type of beings are you seeing? And what does it all mean? Great question. Uh, I am very excited in a way with my channeling. I find I channel emotion a lot and which helps kind of get the vibe of, Hey, do we want to go into this section of territory or do we not? And so feeling out the emotion first is pretty easy to be like, Oh no, something over there is no. So we don't go over there in the woods, but what I'm feeling from underground and in living in Sedona, especially there is there is aquifers underneath Sedona. It's a public thing. We get a lot of our water from these aquifers here. And there's plenty of other places that have these just underneath the ground aquifers and these big old places that humans just don't go to. There's nobody really taking photos or selfies in our underground caverns very often. But I'm seeing that change. I'm seeing, especially with little social media inputs that uh, is so fun. Uh, uncovering caves in China seems to be a huge one. The Mm -hmm. China is just a huge territory of all of these pockets. I'm assuming a lot of places are, but that I've noticed is kind of leading the way in my understanding of inner earth disclosure of it being real, being a physical place, being beneath your feet, being able to excavate again, um, seeing things and animal life that has not been on the surface. These sort of things I'm noticing are coming out, but like your experiences where there is 
higher dimensional beings living inside of our planet, communicating with people. I've also experienced that to a degree where, and I've made my own rules. Like everyone kind of came into this realm their own way. I had some ground rules. And so visiting me in the dark is not allowed. Hmm. Visiting me in my home is not allowed. We got to go outside in daylight and you do your best to give me a message. And you know what I mean? That's my rules. So when I'm out there, I get a lot of sounds and messages that are hard to decipher where they're coming from. A lot of them come from inside of mountains and underneath the ground. And I believe there is a major effort and excitement from the, I want to say the Fae and like the Sasquatch beings on earth, especially in, a, in this area, especially where they are also navigating these inner earth areas to a degree where it's kind of like they're the in the conduits between hum, earth surface humans and kind of this whole, in a way, almost make-believe realm that is beneath our feet, right. which is fantastic. And a lot of us have had our imagination and our mis you know, our joy, our inner child joy, and our ability to accept these realities kind of washed out of us because being stuck on the surface so long with all of this nonsense, but I really am excited for, I want to say the like earth integration of our earth mother and her children who live here as a group and how we all get along and how we all respect each other's space. That's really getting developed more and how potentially these even way more advanced inner earth civilizations who are on another frequency, we may not even be able to see them with these eyes because they're ro they're rotating faster than we see with our biological suit, potentially. But they're making disclosure movies like Left, Right and Center, where there's gods living in the earth. And there's these huge beings like Kong versus... Godzilla was an excellent movie for that. And I just kind of rewatched it again where they went inside and it, they went through this like physics shift as well because of how everything's working in there. But personally, I'm more so on the state of happily on the team of the Fae and the Sasquatch who are like treading their way into our lives and also the like under earth or inner earth advanced civilizations who are picking and choosing their people who they want to contact. But for example, like yourself, Aaron, you were just in Shasta, if I may. And there's obviously, you had talked about in your last episode where there's a city underneath of Shasta called Telos. And I've been to Shasta myself and it was hilarious to me because it felt like the entire mountain was a hologram. And I was like, this is so funny because I want to connect to this great landmass because I love mountains, but this one feels weird. And I was having a hard time even climbing on it to me. I'm like, oh, this is kind of strange. Like it throws me off personally, mm. but now it's like, ah, yes, there's a civilization under there. And that's not, we're not ready for that yet a little bit. And I've been kind of tiptoeing around those realms of we aren't ready for that yet, but it's, it's close. And I'm just holding strong and being a ally in a way for earth and for the beings of earth and the beings who want to help earth in any way. So mm -hmm. I'm making myself available. I just get random information all the time from all different directions so inner earth is is buzzing though if i'm like tuning in right now they're very excited i feel excitement in the inner earth which most of the time i don't so i think something has happened where potentially the barrier between those two realms 
has been changed, which could also have to do with what happened on the 5th as well. So I'm excited. Like we're seeing like the sea creatures and so on as a, as some evidence of that too, but I'm also seeing sky creatures as evidence of that and water creatures. I don't know. It's, it's tricky. Like it's the animals. The animals are also a huge clue as well of like what's going to happen. And lately the animals have been next level in my face and I'm just kind of nervous. Like, what does it mean? Like, I'm not even sure. So mm-hmm. the surprise is still coming for me as well in a way. <laughs> right. I agree with everything you just said. And I do think that they are choosing specific individuals to communicate with yeah. and how, whatever that process looks like, I don't know, but certain people seem to be in contact with inner earth beings, you know, and, and I don't know if they're, if, if that's how, you know, I, I wonder like what's going to be more of a shocking disclosure, the inner earth disclosure or the UFO disclosure, like the eat the extra, the extraterrestrial. Probably inner earth. Yeah. Right. Cause they went extraterrestrial first in my opinion. Right. And it was like, Oh, we didn't even think about the earth. It's just like, Oh, there's some magma in there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be, I mean, if we actually do get actual physical, like tangible evidence that something somebody can go grab about about an inner earth civilization with this advanced technology and living an entirely different lifestyle that isn't suppressed, you know, that's that's absolutely mind blowing uh, yeah. information. And there's tons of information out there surrounding this, but it's not necessarily mainstream. And most of it has been, quote, debunked, you know, if you look it up, uh, obviously. Um, but I definitely I think, think people would be mad. Be mad. I oh, think yeah. they'd be angry for sure. And I think that's a lot of it. Like they're always tiptoeing around things that'll make people mad unless it's like useful for them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, to know that there's people living a better life on your own planet, just below your feet who don't want to talk to you. That'll yeah. hurt. That hurts <laughs> a little bit, but obviously that's not the case. But if your heart is closed, that's kind of the direction I feel like people would go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what's next. Yeah. yeah. And then we had the emergence of 17 again, which is a big, very controversial, right? There's so many people that want to throw in their opinions about that. I do, for one, believe that there is some sort of galactic component. It's not so much about this military operation as it is, again, the catalyst and what it stands for and, and what's happening behind the scenes that we may never even learn about. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. There is, how do I explain this? There really is an incredible amount of evidence that there is a bunch of people who have incarnated in this time to have these jobs where we are dealing with these spectacular topics and making that more or translating that more into the culture now and into English because there is a quantum communication happening and quantum information from the future is going to be much harder to decipher in the now because even just cultural differences. So in the beginning of those drops, it was obvious to me that there was a little bit more of a futuristic sort of uh, military sort of vibe to it, where it was just trying to relay any data and give us some questions that could spark the awakening, could spark better research. And the direction it's sort of taken now is almost like somebody to hold your hand through the quantum ascension in a way too, where it is, even for me, it was a moment of like relief where I had forgotten about it, 
But the moment I heard about it, it, I was relieved to know that that timeline hadn't fully died and that the thought of even just seeing such a post made me excited. It made me happy because I'll be honest, it's been really tough to watch the people I love and care about who were also very inspired by this mission to go through the rigmarole of this whole about this particular letter and missing the point entirely really in the mainstream about what it was meant to do for people, which was to, I think, tell people about quantum computers and about military and, you know, military's ability to do that and, or our just humanity's ability to do that. Also the letter, I was thinking about it and thinking, what does queen start with? And queen seems to be a connected thing that I don't think everyone's taken with the, you know, that letter yet, but the warring and the information about a queen on our planet and about our mind control and about our evolution also seems really important to me. But the quantum thing is number one and quantum, just knowing how quantum works is is literally opening your third eye, in my opinion, because that's our quantum instrument. So mm-hmm. I was happy because even just a new person being like, oh, finally, I'm going to check this out because it came back after all this time and it's in my face again. Maybe I'll finally try and look up what quantum is. Right. And they came <laughs> back and they came back at a big time. You know, yeah. but there's no there's no coincidences right as they say um and what's interesting is that andrew bishago he was just uh recently on michael sala's uh show talking about his time project pegasus and the time travel program that he was involved in back in the 70s and he breaks it down in detail his own testimony and what they were doing and he was explaining having this technology to go to the future, gather intel, bring it back, and then you couldn't you you couldn't actually do anything with that intel. Otherwise, it would be useless intel because you would change the outcome. But you could still utilize it to somehow prepare or counter whatever was going to happen. And he, the way he was describing that the whole time, I'm thinking, "Q, like I'm thinking, right. this is exactly the technology that this operation is using." But he breaks it down so beautifully with so many details that we haven't quite thought about yet. Uh, and it's it's a- absolutely fascinating to me. Yeah, that sounds intense. Pro- Project Pegasus makes my body like ugh, cling up. And I think it's one thing I have to continue doing research about for myself personally, because of the dreams and things that I've seen and working with portals and experimenting with portals and time travel I have a lot of visions of that where it was not going well and they were using children and so on, like pushing them through portals and stuff to just hope for the best. And that I believe was all engaged in that kind of project and many others. I mean, obviously that's exactly what he describes. Yeah. The children being used. Yeah. Yeah. I've witnessed it uh, in a dream and was asked why I wasn't also being pushed through the portal. And they were like, no, no, that's not her job. And parents were standing next to me watching their own kids getting pushed into this portal that they could die in. Like it was an intense dream. And I was like, it makes me obviously want to (laughs) keep, keep doing the research and recovering these memories because there's a, a lot of like secret 
and underlying trauma in the human collective because of these projects. And we can't heal until we like literally find all these horrible little things that people just tried and experimented with Mm -hmm. and pull that out and heal it. And I think that's also what we're doing and what this channel does for people too, thankfully. And what I like to do for people, I like to share this stuff as much as possible because it's, it hurts, but, but we have to move on from it because like you said, that quantum information is becoming relevant now and all the things that those kids went through and gathered you know, in a way was to try and help, I am assuming us survive much, much easier into the future without all these disasters and anti-life agendas that seem to be extremely prevalent. And there's been a major turning point, obviously. And I think Q was the, the sign that there was safety all of a sudden, like it was safe now to work in the quantum timeline stuff. But at that, until that point, it was like, oh, don't talk about it. Don't do it. Well, um, there, there was a lot of, I, I mean, it was trial and error back then. They right. were, that's, that was the whole purpose of it. And then they were told that it was since shut down because it was too dangerous and it wasn't <laughs> worth it. But, you know, obviously that's not, maybe that particular aspect of the program was shut down, but they continued the research, right? You know, he talks about three different ways they were time traveling. Uh, one of them was developed by Nikola Tesla and, and he, you know, it was his exact invention that they were using and this stuff's absolutely incredible. But what's even more interesting to me is when he said he came back one time, but he came back to the wrong timeline, the wrong dimension. And he went back to his house and there's a different family living there. And uh, somehow they were able to contact his father because the, the parents, uh, you know, they knew their children were in these programs, right? So they were somehow able to contact his father. He later then found out that they were using uh, this massive tower that exists in Colorado that's specifically designed to locate other dimensions so you can hone in on and actually not just locate, but communicate with other dimensions. And he said that tower is how he got back home because they were able to find his original timeline and then get him back onto that timeline. But Every time he said, every time they were going back in time to try and go like investigate the assassination of Lincoln, it would be different. Every, the scenario, there would be different people. Something would be just slightly different. Right. And, and he, they started realizing like how many other parallel realities are there. And they weren't just some like illusion, illusional thing. It was actual, actually real. And how does that happen? That's the most fascinating part about it to me. Were you going to say something there? Yeah. So I have something to say. So at the conference, Alex Collier was there and Mm -hmm. after his talk, you know, he's doing the Q and a, and somebody asked him why, if these ETs have the ability to time travel and go back in the past and change things and do whatever he was like, why didn't they just go back and take out the reptilians a long time ago and the bad guys a long time ago, none of this would have happened. And his answer was, well, every time you, every time you go back in the past and do something, you're, you're creating a new timeline and you're, you're changing. You know, so he's like, and he was, he didn't know if this was for sure why, but he was like, this is my best guess. He's like, um, if they tried to do that, well, one, if they tried to do that, uh, they could create so many timelines trying to manage, you know, over a hundred different timelines and it could just get way out of control Two, uh, you know, humanity has to grow and learn our lessons from it. And that would wipe away all of that. And then, you know what's the whole, what's the point, you know, 
it's like we have to this is being used as a catalyst for our growth you know right and uh our ascension even so to a certain degree but at the same time it can't get so out of hand that we get wiped out so we're being protected from the worst of what they want to do the cabal and the and the you know draco and all that like obviously we they you know they put out their plans and their stuff that is like this is what we want to do you know this is where we're going with this right you know the transhumanist agenda the ai the you know the georgia guidestones what they said and the fact that those got taken out is a really good sign to me that we're on a very very positive timeline uh and there's nothing they can do to stop that you know nothing can stop what's coming <laughs> right right and i think that plays a huge part in a lot of that mandela effects also yeah absolutely yeah right why they're happening is different timelines are merging i think now and collapsing mm -hmm. and all that stuff so and we are the ones being trained to do the the work in the moment to defend and also be aware of more of these not so cute developing ideas <laughs> and we're yeah. becoming better managers of our collective consciousness which is great because it wasn't used against us but again to teach us its own power in a way too so that's cool and that's again why i started a channel because i learned about the collective consciousness and was like oh okay so i can just keep emitting this information and it's going to proliferate through people's consciousness and people are just going to start understanding what i'm saying more and more just by the fact that a lot of people are listening to it and that takes a lot of pressure off <laughs> right yeah and well also yeah well, go, go ahead. ahead also no please continue well, I was going to say with the reptilian thing is so interesting you mentioned because especially lately, I've just been getting so much information that, you know, they are taking the heat so much for something they didn't do or like they aren't doing as much as they're getting the heat for. And they're kind of the, what's the word where you, you scapegoating them. Right. And now I believe like you were, we were also talking about civilizations inside the earth we may have to just become a little bit more into sensitivity training about living amongst beings that have more reptilian DNA because we all have some of it. Mm -hmm. We literally have a section of our brain that functions in a reptilian manner. And a lot of people like to jump over that side of the brain by not eating sugars in the morning and eating fats and proteins. So you feed your, uh, your mammalian brain more. But anyways, that's just a little additive, but there's this collection of desire to be together and work together with a lot more of these not so human people who live here. That's the sense I've been getting lately. So yeah, the bad well, guys. Yeah. I agree with, it. I agree with that. And there's, we've talked about on this channel a number of times, you know, not the positive and negative. Right. There's both. Right. That's <laughs> and Obviously, yeah. I mean, there is you. You can pin them for certain events and certain things, but not everybody. That's just like it, that's just like a human going to a planet, and if that human happens to be a murderer or a serial killer, and that's all that planet is going to know of humans, they're going to think all humans are are mm -hmm. like this. But that's not fair, you know. That's not fair for us who aren't like that. And then we want to go there also, and all all of a sudden we got a, a bad rap on this planet, you know. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the way I kind of envision it for every, for every species, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so duality and, exists everywhere, not just this planet. Mm -hmm. and, and, then, and the higher up the, the dimensions or densities you go, the more connected everyone becomes. And then naturally, the less there is duality like that, because 
right. when you know you're one with you know everything and everyone else you're not going to destroy yourself it's painful to you to what you do to others you sense it more we're we're more disconnected here even we're connected but we we don't sense it as much as you do when you go higher so that's why we think we're separate and we get angry and tribal and like want to war with each other and kill each other you know <laughs> absolutely like the, the higher yeah. you go the less that's a thing you know well and and just moving above above that duality so the duality is what makes this uh, the 3d dimension it, it duality makes up the third dimension so when mm -hmm. you arise above that you're no longer in the third dimension anyway mm -hmm. so it's like it can't they can't exist together you know no matter what so like a lot of these things that we think are going to be problems aren't going to be problems just because of the nature of the frequency itself mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I've had that conversation a few times. <laughs> you cannot fathom the space we're going into because it doesn't operate the same. Right. Had, yeah. Yeah. And I know you, you mentioned just a few minutes ago about, you know, covering some of this dark stuff because it needs to be healed so we can get to that place. Yeah. And you know, those aren't fun conversations to have, but we have them a lot because they were, we want to expose it. And by, by sharing these stories and telling these stories, uh, people connect and they relate because they've gone through something similar and now you've kickstarted their healing process. And it's not something that we purposely want to dwell on, but we understand that it's necessary. But more and more, um, you know, uh, somebody brought to my attention, like, we maybe we should start focusing on the world that we want to create. You know, we're getting to a point now where a lot of this stuff has, we're mm -hmm. just going to be beating a dead horse at this point. And I noticed a lot of your posts are are exactly that. You're you're putting these images out of like what you would envision new earth to look like or what are the future in general. And I think that's uh, a great focus to have right now. And that's something that I didn't really just come up with on my own. Like somebody had to bring it to my attention because we do, I was admittedly getting caught up in like some of this old narratives and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like let's shift the focus, you know? And, uh, you do that beautifully. So please tell us what you're doing. I mean, that's a good sign that you're having that shift. So it means I think that part of what you decided or what you needed to do on the channel for that is ending. And now we're like, okay, good job. We graduated. You guys got through therapy. Um, we've tried to get as many boogeymen out of your subconscious as possible to like actualize your true potential. Because like, these sort of attacks were meant to close down and make us not actualize our potential. These sort of attacks on our, on our faith in God, basically, and that we're safe. And then all of a sudden there's some type of motion against that. It just, it, it, it'll cause like a fractaling of the soul. It, we don't want fractal souls. We don't want people to be upset. And I went into therapy for the same reason. Cause it was like, let's, but then I realized how dark some people's pain was. And I was like, Whoa, I don't know if I can take this uh, because obviously I'm a very powerful empath and I feel a lot of other people's story in my own body. So I, I'm like, just glaze over those details because I'm I'm currently experiencing that horrific pain, but in that skill, I've also been able to relate to a lot of people who have had really, really unrelatable events. And that's been really nice. And then together, once we've worked through that really dark thing, we can go, okay, what is it that you actually wanted to do before something scared you? What is it that you think you came here 
to bring the world? What, what is your spark? What is your angle? What is your swag? I say sometimes too, like, what's your soul swag? Like, let's see it. And I do post a lot of stuff about what I see in my third eye, basically, uh, what is contacting me or coming soon to the great picture more so, and what more to install, to inspire the imaginations of people. Again, um, my own imagination was needing serious help for a while. And even as a child, I didn't do imaginatory play. I didn't do imagination play. And everyone was like, well, what toys do we buy you kid? And I'm like, can we do something more fun than this? And it's been, it's been a long road, but being more physical, going to events, creating more events to do more fun things has been a major goal to physically move the bodies, to physically bring the bodies together, because a lot of the healing also happens when we're just in physical proximity and our vibration can keep or fix the fields of other people just through mirroring and through entrainment. So that's been nice. And the future world that we are seeing, I mean, a lot of people is fantastical. It's mystical. It has these qualities of an imagination of a child because it's in our adult world, it has not showed up for us, but it's showing up more so. And I'm lucky to live in a place where I assume the veil is slightly more thin in Sedona, where I do get to see a little bit more magic. I get to hear about a lot more magical things people are experiencing too, because everyone's on one here. They're all like in their spiritual place. Mm -hmm. So I get to hear it all, all the time. And people really want to build, build fun. They want to build things for fun to create fun on levels that we forgot was right. possible. For example, one of my things that I want to build is a lazy river situation. That's super fun because I love lazy rivers, but I have <laughs> not been to one that I like, but to just have that freedom to terraform and make something like that just for the utility of its fun and also how relaxing and lovely it is. I'm hearing those types of inspirations coming out of people like, and people are wondering where they're going to get the funds, where they're going to get the materials to make this thing. And that's a lot of what people have been channeling also is in this new earth, these materials are going to be present. Uh, we're going to be able to manifest just with our minds. We're going to be able to do these things, but how people say it in English and how it shows up in the physical I've noticed is also a bit of a miss sometimes. So to just wait and expect these things to come towards you is not helpful. You have to actively want to make something exist that is fantastical. Even if your thing is bringing the unicorns back, mm. doesn't matter. That thing is totally possible. The dragons as well, extremely obvious to me that the dragons are physically trying to return and visit with people. They're doing it in like etherically in the clouds, like they're almost in our density, but not quite. And these sort of things are showing up around me and people's ideas of creating these amazing places to gather and have fun and interact with nature and have a deeper connection with spirit and their own gifts. is just, it's just pouring out of people. So it has to be, it's we're we're creating it, but we are making the new reality through our own imagination, which is so cool. And I really am curious how, again, in this density, that's going to continue to show up. But so far, I've been playing with it in small doses, and it's been working. 
but it takes a lot of energy in this density too to do that kind of stuff energy right. and resources and then you have to deal with the matrix and permits and neighbors and blah 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 like all these problems and right. i'm right. really ready to be like oh all of a sudden nobody thinks that's a problem anymore and just dig up this piece of property no one's using it it's public land okay and I'm getting, yeah. I'm hoping one right. day everyone's just going to be chill and it's going to be yeah. Well, the, the, re, the realization <laughs> that like the entire, the, the entire system that's put in place is not only built to suppress us, but it's absolutely worthless. Like it means absolutely totally. nothing. Like it's so fake. It's such an illusion. The whole thing with the permits and the taxes and whatever mind, else, you, you know, it's mind control, right? It's, it's giving you the illusion that you have to do things based on so-called authority figures telling you that that's all right it, that's all that's behind it what gives them that authority our perception of it that's it so as soon as it changes and they get so mad when you all of a sudden don't think of them as an authority anymore because that's all they got it's just right. like right they'll cling to it forever the power exactly. struggle yeah you know I'm, I'm really excited to check out this lazy river of, of yours uh, yeah. <laughs> it's coming we're making it happen it's yeah happening. No, I, I, I love that because, um, you know, the, when you look around, obviously there is a large number of people waking, waking up, having these revelations and talking about this stuff, but then there's a large number that isn't, and there's still a lot of work to do. And, and the reality of the situation is, you know, things are going to be dicey for a little bit. Uh, you know, we're not going to see this overnight, but we can all play our part and we can all play our part in creating that future by focusing on things like that. And that doesn't mean ignore the dark stuff. If you have something that needs to be healed, you know, we're not, you know, who knows what the future holds for us, our show, anybody, you know, there's always going to be things that come up that you don't expect that need to be healed, that need to be addressed. And it's going to be an, an up and down roller coaster for a while until we eventually get over that point, you know? And uh, I just think that uh, there are bright things coming. And thanks to people like you, uh, well, we get to make our little pockets of heaven. I feel like first, it's like we have to make our little pocket and then welcome people in like, hey, oh, this all of a sudden you're not worried about anything amongst us and this and oh, and then just that break and these little breaks because I've been in little pockets of heaven now. I've right. seen it. I've seen its work, but I just bring people to lazy river time and maybe I don't know. I also uh, have a lot of memory and work with shamanism. So maybe that might just be a part of it, but we don't have to go there, but those sort of things and creating these pockets of experience are extremely effective is something I've noticed. And I've right. done free events, even on the vortexes and stuff. And just to have that completely not related to the matrix at all, you don't need to show me any matrix, nothing. You just show up and we'll do the thing. And then you go whenever you want. And that was just so liberating for people. I still, I'm very close to that small group of people I did that with. They text me all the time, randomly, like, it was an opening to their heart that they needed. And perhaps that's a better way to describe it is we're creating spaces for people's hearts to be safe and open right. and to actually play with their heart energy again, because I think protecting our hearts was the key to surviving and shutting that down. But now it's like, gotta right. make that jump. I love your example of the little pockets. Um, oh. And, you know, it's interesting is COVID created that pocket for me to allow me to quit my job because all of a sudden we weren't working as many hours. We were having a bunch of days off and it was like one of the most beautiful springs that we've ever seen in the Midwest. I, I'll never forget because mm -hmm. I was, wow. it was all this like 
like horrible things happening on the news, but then outside it was so beautiful. I thought it was a, an interesting contrast, but I found myself, I wasn't having to wake up at the crack of dawn and go to work every day. And I was able to go outside and sit outside and drink some tea and enjoy the sun. And I'm like, I was just having these realizations, like, why am I getting up every single day and going to work? And like, like, it doesn't have to be this way. And like, it was just, it gave me a glimpse of what life could be like living outside of that system. And it was just like a little pocket of it, but it showed me that it's real and what life could be like whenever you break free from that. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wasn't that, it was a miracle truly. And all the prophecies again, something's coming. That's going to shift the whole planet's consciousness. Something's coming. That's going to take you away from the matrix, you know? And I was like, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? I made a, I made a blog about it. Cause I was like, I'm going to be right up to the moment. I want to know and track it. Cause it's all I cared about at that point, because I wanted to liberate humanity. And that was the goal. It's like, let's liberate humanity. Let's put them back into their cute pocket of heaven, basically make earth heaven again. And the weather and the animals and the energy of that time was so juxtapositioning. And like you said, like it was so beautiful, but you know, also people were panicking that they weren't going to be able to eat and so on. So there was right. that intensity, fear. Yeah. tons of fear. Like it was a huge fear purge. But again, I also had the suspicion that when that was going to happen was when one of these true waves of higher dimensional love and energy was going to roll through us. And that was the counter move of the fear based thing just to balance it out. So it kind of neutralized it. So the level of good that had to have rolled in during that time was just as much as the level of fear, probably, if not pretty close. So it was amazing. Like, well, I mean, the animals were just yeah. showing up. They were just coming out of the woods, like into the cities and on the highways. Like they were just coming out to your front porch. I mean, they were just like, we're all the humans, you know, I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember driving on an empty highway. I'm like, this is so insane, you know, and nothing's even happening. It's all like fear-based, like propaganda. Um, yeah. It was weird too, how many people weren't out playing during that time, like fearlessly. Like, mm -hmm. like you said, you're alone on the highway. I was alone in a whole city at one point and I was just shocked. I was just like, right. I'm having the best time because <laughs> finally I'm getting some space. And like everyone who I do see out is, you know, not afraid. Right. Which was right. amazing. And so it was a more of that, I hope. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, you know, it was funny. It was funny. It was an interesting time. Not funny. I shouldn't say that because some people will, you know, they'll, it, you it was know, a, some people did not have the greatest experience. Of course. And, you know, of it, course. that's not what we're not. Yeah, go ahead, Aaron. It was a huge catalyst. It was. And it was, uh, it was, uh, and it showed, you know, it, it like created this divide of like all the people that are very stuck in fear in the mm -hmm. matrix, very embedded in the matrix. And they, and then the people that like us that were like, Already, already waking leaving. up from the major, yeah, and we're, we're like, and uh, you know, and then it was also a catalyst for a lot of people's awakenings. A lot of people woke up because of that, or they they left the relationship they should have left because of that, or the job they should have left. Like Tyler, you had that. Mm -hmm. Like it was like forced us into like to like nudge us to where we needed to be and and learn a lot of lessons and growth. I think. Yeah. Also, also I don't know. You guys have even been interviewing some people, but there's been very powerful galactics and psychics that also woke up just then like 
la 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 doing their life. They're into their adulthood, still not quite engaging, not knowing what their skills are for. And then boom, like it was just so powerful. And I had been like crawling through myself for a few years before that working and working and working on that and being like, okay, I have to activate this and there's something coming and I have to be prepared and you need to get away from the matrix and you have to be self-sufficient and you have to have a skill you can trade and you have to be, you know, connected to your higher self and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And I'm grateful I had prep for that, but it was shocking to me almost how, almost like I over-prepared which was kind of nice, but it was cute also just to be like, oh, actually this one's not for me. So I'm just going to sit back, going to rest. And then all of these new people woke up and were coming to me asking questions about Lyra and the Pleiades and Arcturus and Andromeda and all of this and Sirius and all like I'm getting contacted and I'm having these downloads and I'm jealous of these people even because I'm like, I never got to get anything like that. Like, that's amazing. Like you're right. blowing my mind, but I know so I can help you. Like, it's all good. But just these people waking up now have advanced me so much better, which was so fascinating. And how we've all like timed ourselves amongst ourselves has been one of the a more fascinating thing I'm watching because I've been in, you know, we've been in the community now a few years right. watching a lot of people develop and then meeting like once a year and touching one another and being like, okay, we're good. Okay. And then back to our posts or whatever, but the right. mood is lifting now. It's getting easier to do that. It's getting easier. And now you can yeah. make your videos with your cool new shades and Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I love yeah. those sunglasses, by the way. Me too. Uh, where <laughs> are they the at? Best. Put them on for us. I yeah. wish I could. I'd have to get up, but uh, I'll um, do one today. It's Wednesday, so I have to do a one for today. But it's to activate those galactics out there. It seems to make the galactics happy. Right. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and doing this. This was a lot of fun. Uh, this was really fun. I, I, I enjoyed this immensely. Um, please let people know how they can follow you, where they can find you, what you offer, all of the above. Absolutely. I, I would love to receive all of the new viewers on my YouTube channel. Please and thank you. I have a YouTube channel called Ascension Diaries. Please go over there and subscribe. Hit the notification bell. That's going to be the easiest because most people watch this on YouTube. Obviously, I have a Rumble account. If you guys are on Rumble and you'd be like, oh, you don't have YouTube access anymore because... I know I've been in the trenches with all of you. I know what's happened. I've watched all the social medias do what they've done to people. And I'm on pretty much all of them now just to keep in track, keep track of my own friends. So find me anywhere. My best is YouTube and Instagram. And then I'm growing a Patreon page as well. I have 55 out of 500 people signed up by now. I'm just hoping to sign up more people, become more financially independent uh, individually with my own blog and my own work and continue creating resources for people who are wanting to activate their superpowers, who are trying to understand and interpret as well the charts and the space weather so they can be, uh, I don't know, the, the head of the household, I should say, or the head of their, their family in this particular information which I've been helping a lot of people with. I also do readings by donation. So if you want to find me on any social media and you're like, I need a reading, you can either get a donation-based reading or you can book with me on my ascensiondiaries.com website. Yeah, everything else you'll need is on there. And yeah, I'll be seeing you all around. I love to be in the comment section of this 
this podcast. I, I'm a huge supporter of this podcast and a few other people who do this type of work and genuinely get the most kicks out of just supporting other people in the community who are making videos, who are putting out content, who are pushing themselves to genuinely disclose who their soul really is and what their skills really are, because the fear of exposing and doing your own work is slowing down, I, I believe, the progress of our ascension of our collective consciousness. So in the end, I'm really a cheerleader being like, go do it, do it, do it. Like, talk to this person, talk to this person, go on this show, talk to this person, you know, go here, go there. And I'm just constantly fussing with so many people and so many things. So if you need anything, you just message me and I'll probably be able to help you out. So and I make follow, myself available. And follow <laughs> her on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Ascension Instagram Diaries. Facebook. Yeah. Please. Right. Her stories are fun. <laughs> and they're like, and, a mile, and you might actually hold the record for the longest stories of anybody I know. <laughs> Some days it is. It's a lot. It's uh, too much sometimes, but I get embarrassed about how much I post sometimes. But all I hear is like, don't worry about that. Like <laughs> information's being disseminated. I'm like, okay, well, more people to wake up and work means my stories maybe can be a little shorter uh, mm -hmm. next year. <laughs> There you go. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you so much. This is that was this has been beautiful. Uh, we really appreciate everything you're doing. Guys, go subscribe to her channel. Go check out her website, book a session. But yeah, thank you so much for everything. We love you all. Thank you for your support. Um, and until next time, have a great evening. Good night, everybody. Night. Thank okay. you for having me. intense commercial like where you don't yeah. even know what the product is but it's yeah. just chaos and yeah, then defi definitely that yeah <laughs> yeah everyone's just confused <laughs> that's yeah that would be funny actually <laughs> multi multivitamins hold on just go <laughs> just go into this whole thing and it's and it's just about the omniopath or something what does that mean yeah yeah it's just like a shark attack starseed vitamins Vitamins. Starseed. <laughs> starseed vitamins, yes. Starseed multi, 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 multi vitamins. <laughs> multi dimensional theory. and multi dimensional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the same word. I, I, I'm pronouncing it differently. I know, that's why it's hilarious. Uh, and multi dimensional. <laughs> multi. It's going to sell. Starseed no, vitamins. Yeah. That's a good one. And then we could have our pod snacks. Oh, pod snacks. That's cute. Yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's man. Cool. Now I want to focus on that and not the episode. Okay. <laughs> I, I that, that's going to be the episode. This is, a, this is really secretly a think tank for a new product. Commercials. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bait and switch on you. Sorry. I don't mind. I love, I love it. I love doing these things. I'm always trying to give people some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's funny. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get started.